Not the chuddle. Chuddle. Goo from Jump Street. Who cares? Surprise. Wanna hug? Kinky. Gorgy. So good. Welcome to Girth. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Posticle. Your turn to feed it. How big is this hole? Oh, it's gaping. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello, welcome everyone to a very brand new, a very brand new, a very, very brand special, new episode, very special episode of Total the Pod. Uh, I'm of course Brian. I'm joined by my co-occupant Ross. Oh hey, thanks for joining me. Sam is unfortunately sick. Uh, there's uh, he's gonna he miss out so on this. So bummed, and he's very all caps. Upset. So bummed. Mm-hmm. But. It's special because tonight we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, hopefully you know him, but uh, if you don't, by the end of the you podcast, should. you certainly will. Uh, Jeremy, Mr. Jeremy Holm, thank you. Hey, Welcome. guys, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, it, it is, is our, our absolute pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, An honor to be with you on this, <laughs> on this cold winter evening. Right? Yeah. Where are you, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, I'm in Vermont. I'm in northern Vermont. Okay. Okay, yes. I'm up in New York. Ross is down in Florida, so he has yeah, I'm in Orlando. Like, I don't know. So it was, it, was a, it, was a, it, it was a very chilly 65 degrees out, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind. That wasn't bad today. Anyway, enough enough weather talk. Weather talk. Uh, that, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we got, um, hopefully we're just going to get into a bunch of fun stuff about your career and, and all that good stuff. Um, hopefully, if... If you've been listening to our podcast listeners, you know um, one of Ross's favorite movies for the past year is Brooklyn Four or Five. So if you've oh, taken yeah. any of a recommendation from us, you've seen that. So you definitely know who we're talking to. Uh, real quick, thank you very much to our coven, which is our Patreon, our coven of witches. We thank you. You guys keep keep a lot going here. So yes, thanks. monetarily <laughs> and spiritually. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that helps with the motivation. Yeah. All right. Everybody Into should it. have a coven. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes, they're, they're back. You know, ready to you help them out. That should be, our, that should be our new shirt. To be totally honest with you, everyone oh. needs a cup. And, the, yeah. Yes, the new. The don't new, worry. Don't don't worry, Jeremy. We're gonna give it. you a cut of that for sure. Okay. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> these proceeds coming in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because it's gonna be big money. All right, Jeremy. Basically, um, I don't want to necessarily start at the beginning, but what? Where did where did you start into acting? How did this well, get into your blood? End. I died in a terrible fire. <laughs> well, no, no, let's not do that. Uh, I, <laughs> that'd be kind of fun, though. I mean, that'd be like, interesting. I mean, I'd be down die. to a post a post humorous interview. That would be fantastic. I will suffocate on my own phlegm. Seventy-three. <laughs> Interesting. In the dressing room, just after carrying Cordelia off left, still in my King Lear costume. Uh, no, I was born in Colorado in the mountains. Um, I grew up there. I went to school in Colorado. Then I went to grad school in Milwaukee. Then I moved to New York. And now I live in Vermont. That's nice. awesome. That's the when, thumbnail. <laughs> right. When did... I guess, when did you know you wanted to do acting and stuff? When did that kind of bug bite you? Was it always so there? I played the giant in Jack and the Giant Beanstalk Ooh. for Mrs. Nan, who I was in love with in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, and okay. I got to wear my brother's big, we call them clod hoppers, mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. big boots. And I thought, well, I could be up in 
front of people, making people laugh. This is awesome. I think that's where it started and it kind of mm-hmm. snowballed from there. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. That's I, awesome. I always enjoyed the stuff behind the camera on the front of it. Never, never so much where I wanted to shine. That's why it's, you know, podcast, audio Pod- medium. That's where the hard work is, man, <laughs> behind the camera. Right. But at this point, I mean, you have a amazing roster of movies and film and all sorts of acting that you've been in, but you got a good number of horror movies under your belt at this point. Was that a, were you a fan of the genre going up? Is that something new you've gotten into? Um, I- I liked horror movies. I wouldn't say that I was like a, a super fan or anything, mm-hmm. but yeah. when Jen Wexler, um, whom I adore, uh, when she and, and the writer and the, and the people that were making the movie cast me as the Ranger in, mm-hmm. in her first movie, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I turned me on fire. I loved the, the ethos on set. I love the people. I love the kind of people that watch those movies. I love the festival. We premiered at South by Southwest, um, which was a great time. That's where I met Ed uh, Gagan, mm-hmm. who wrote and directed Brooklyn 45. And that's where I met the people who produced um, the Black Mold, uh, Sarah mm-hmm. Sharp and, oh, and awesome. uh, Robert Patrick Stern. So it's kind of just a tree that, you know, that starts to grow if you, um, you know, if, you, if you're good to people and you do good work um, and you enjoy doing what you do, that just sort of mm-hmm. happens. And that's that's what's happening. And uh, I hope it continues to happen. I'm, I have a blast doing them. That's awesome. It's it's so it shows, cool to hear like it organically kind of evolved to like that. That's such that's so cool. It's fine. Yeah, way it, do you. All right. This Do you have a favorite horror movie? Something you could pay? Um, I. I have like if you just ask me really quick, I'll have like six that'll rattle off. Um, Cabin in the Woods, uh, uh, Tucker Dale Fight Evil, Sleepaway uh, okay. Camp is so good. <laughs> Perfect, um, yes, love it. Stitches, I love Stitches. Stitches is great. Oh, it's just it's so funny and also scary <laughs> yes. and so fun. Um, you know, so those those are like the 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 quick hits that that come out for me. Um, the Omen, when I was a kid, was so scary. I don't know if it's... I guess it's a horror movie. Um, sure. Yeah. I recently oh, well, we take it. We count it. Yeah, <laughs> I recently rewatched The Birds, mm, which okay. is a horror movie. Oh, and yes. it is, it's pretty dang scary. Um, if you don't laugh at the, you know, the... This, the tech on the birds themselves. <laughs> right. Um, if you never mind the seagulls, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's... It's a pretty scary movie, and you know, and it actually he didn't think of it as a horror movie. He was thinking of it as an environmental film because it was based on an incident that happened that he read about in the newspaper. Alfred Hitchcock, I'm speaking of, mm-hmm. and sure. um, that caused him to make the movie. But what a scary, you know, scary movie. Oh yeah, Great. I think the, I think the idea of like uh, nature turning against people just simultaneously is such a, a horrifying concept, especially with something as innocuous as birds. Yeah, right. And so, and then I have my other answer is in the last year, and I'm not counting movies I'm in because you can't do that. But the sacrifice <laughs> game, uh, yes, Jen Wexler, just, suitable yep. flesh, yes. Uh, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, a couple of great movies there. So, you know, I have those are my answers to your question. <laughs> I love awesome. it. I, yeah, it's just always fascinating to hear all the different tastes and kind of you can 
almost see sometimes what inspires performances or directing or any of that. Mm-hmm. Although whenever I get that question w- with folks like you, who I consider to be experts because you're so steeped in it, I feel like I'm taking an exam and I hope that I don't fail. I want to get at least a C or maybe oh a B. God. I know I won't right. taste it, but if I could get like a, you know, a solid B, I'd be really happy. And <laughs> right, well, well, right now you could give it to me, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the podcast, <laughs> we'll give you your score. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, certificate, yes. all that kind of stuff. No, I think that's what's Maybe. really beautiful about the horror genre is that there's so many different particular flavors of ice cream that like, I love comedic horror because I think comedy and horror hold hands in so many different aspects. And comedy is used so often to disarm the audience to really scare them and vice versa. Like you can have have someone getting like the shit scared out of them and then you crack a joke halfway through and it just diffuses the entire audience in such a way that most other genres can't do right that technique also works in life mm. oh yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely right. it's, it's true and it's really and we are so lucky we live in a time where people are allowed to take those risks you know with all the other platforms that exist you're seeing all manner of movies about all manner of subjects and it's mm-hmm. so fun. And, and it's, uh, we live in the golden age of, of cinematic creativity, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And I think one of the things we've talked about before, one of the maybe good things that kind of came out of COVID is this acceptance of just so much more creativity out there. And I mean, a lot of the things that came out of, you know, some of the writer's strikes and all that kind of stuff too, was the need for all, alternative like more independent maybe stuff out there which was mm-hmm. is fascinating to see and i feel like there was kind of this explosion that came out of it which yeah yeah it. and it, and it hasn't gone back and i don't think it will i think we're going to continue mm-hmm. to see that that trend open up in different ways that we haven't even imagined yet oh absolutely yeah all right so your character of archie in brooklyn four five is like amazing character by the way it's so Thank you complex he's such a complex mm-hmm. character um was it exciting to take on this role with how many um for how many layers he has <laughs> as you kind of like um, unfold throughout it what did it uh did anything about the character kind of like make you nervous at all or like hesitant about the performance absolutely and you know ted <laughs> asked me if i would read the script and if i would consider playing it and i read it and I called him back that he sent it to me at like 7 PM. I read it immediately. I called him back that night and I said, yes. And I said, but I, you know, I, I want you to know I'm not. And I was worried that I'd get the question, you know, during, um, during, uh, post-show discussions, um, mm-hmm. you know, after at festivals and such, and I never, I actually never got it, but I said, you know, Ted, I'm, I'm not gay. Um, and, and, you know, Ted's very openly, um, um, bisexual. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, Ted, I'm not gay. I just want to make sure you're cool with me playing this character. And he yeah. said, acting is acting. I want you to play it. You can embody the things in the character I want. So if he was okay with it, um, then I was okay with it. Um, and so, yes, that part of it was terrifying. It was also terrifying to um, do the work of preparing for all the horrific images that Archie is yes. reliving, you know, in the script. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know about much about um, 
the Vietnam War, but there was an incident called the My Lai Massacre. Do you guys know about that? I Roughly about the My Lai, yeah. Right. So I, I relied heavily on reading about, because I already knew about that event, and I, I'd mm-hmm. done a play in graduate school um, called In the Heart of America by Naomi Wallace. And uh, it was all, it's all about the ghosts of war, right? And so yeah. I used the same work um, to, to prepare for, you know, what Archie was going through. And it, is it fun? It's interesting, but it's also, um, it give you some bad sleeping nights and it yeah. causes you to have, you oh, know, sure. weird, weird thoughts. Um, oh, totally. You're doing it. So yeah, there's, it was exciting and terrifying. Right. No, I can only imagine, especially with a, um, with dealing with such heavy subject matter, particularly obviously horror deals with very heavy subject matter a lot is that there's got to be a lot that it's got to be that um cauterization i guess is the best way to play it where like you kind of have to like you know that there's a certain point where you have to absorb it as an actor but there must be some kind of like damn that you're like okay well i can fill it to like here and then i kind of have to really kind of like let this hold back a little bit that's a great way to put it you know and and i think you, you have to go, you have to have it at the ready and you kind of don't want to go there till you're on set till yeah. they yell action right mm-hmm. and it's that's the dance of acting sometimes you you get it right away uh you know that's what you're paid to do you're paid to to be there on every take mm-hmm. sometimes you have to work a little harder sometimes it's just there and it's such a thrilling um ride to be in actors are lucky if they ever bitch don't let them bitch because we're lucky to be doing it let's face it right oh man that's, that's i mean i have a quick follow-up to that you're do you have i guess what is your process for that do you find yourself like really trying to embody that role and how much do you carry that over is it a very method thing or are you able to kind of snap in and out of it um if i'm method it's not because I'm a method actor. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can seep into your, you know, your, like your day-to-day just... Yeah. Um, I just try to do all the research I can. I have a lot of different, each project is different. Sometimes it's it's just reading the text and using maybe a song or maybe there's a, a painting or um, maybe there's a movie you want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are all kinds of things. Maybe it's a walk in the woods, whatever it is. Every part has its own dance that you need to do. Um, I remember I was playing um, Biff in Death of a Salesman at at Arena Stage in Washington, D.C. once, and my wife was with me, and we had a rule that for half an hour after I got home, she didn't want to talk to me because I was in a terrible, terrible place just from the play. So I'm not method, but it can can seep into you, and you have to, you know, I'm a dad and a husband, so I have to make sure I'm not letting it unfairly impinge upon my family life. Oh, 100%. I feel like, um, and obviously apples to oranges. Um, I'm a tattooer by trade. So I talk and interact with a whole lot of people and I deal with very heavy stuff. And, um, sometimes when I'm doing say like a, like a memorial tattoo for, you know, it could be anyone from someone's grandparent to an infant or something like that is that I have like a D like certain times where that happens. I have a decompression (laughs) Say, and my wife was, we've been together 11 years, so I kind of give her a call. I'm like, hey, 
I have been deep sea diving in a whole different mm-hmm. thing. And if I don't, I'm going to get the bends if I just immediately talk <laughs> to you about this. So I'm just going to hang out on the back porch for like a half an hour and collect myself yes. and then kind of <laughs> kind of reaculate to reality. Ross, you just coined it. It's it's art bends. It's creativity yeah. yes. bends. You can't yeah. come out too quickly or you'll. You fuck yourself <laughs> up. Exactly. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, exactly. You're gonna pop and everything around you is gonna pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh how was it working uh with Ted on Broken Four Five? Was it like had you had you seen we are still here before taking the project on? Um I yes, I saw all of his work before mm-hmm. I went down to start shooting with shot in outside of Chicago. And and uh, I can't remember. It was a, it's the clock capital of the United States. It starts the year. I don't remember the name of it now. Oh, interesting. Um, awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> we were there, and and he was just a he had everything. He was so organized. The first day we came, we had a full this. day of rehearsal, and he gave us all a stack of index cards. Ooh. And on the card, it had the page number. Where in a little drawing of the set and where we were and if there was a move, and every mm. time we moved, you know, the next card it would it would it would have where we moved, yeah, from where we moved, where we moved, and because it was shot in one room, he had to have all the movement planned out, or it would have taken, he wouldn't have had good continuity, oh, and yeah. it would have taken oh. twice as long. It was incredible, and he's just such a gentle person such a beautiful man i i adore him and his thoughts are so lofty you know (laughs) that's so good i mean it is and it reads very much like um and to the movie's benefit i think because having that confined space it it reads almost not read almost it's like theater it made me feel like i was Mm -hmm. watching like a play and in the best ways possible. And I can't even imagine, I didn't even think about because it's in one room with everybody continuously moving. That must've been a continuity nightmare if they didn't like pre-plan all of that. Right. And, and it felt like we were in a play, yeah. you know, it, it, we had a little, imagine. what we called mini holding, which was like these nice uh, armchairs with little lamps and tables. And we put them in a circle so we could all be with each other. We're in this really cold warehouse. We had blankets on our laps. And then we go into the set, which is just, you know, feet away yeah. in a room. And it felt like we were on a stage. It was, it was amazing. That's and all so of, cool. I think everybody in the play, um, Ron Rains, he's a, he's a very well-known and really awesome Chicago actor. Mm-hmm. Of course, Anne Ramsey comes from the theater. Yeah. Ezra comes from the theater. All of us, you know, Christina Klee, everybody in the, in the, in the play, in the, in the play, in the movie, we all come <laughs> from the theater. So it did yeah. add that flavor to it. Which I think helps, you know. Oh, huge! I mean, I I think I said it when we um, did a quick review of the movie. Is that the acting in this? I mean, like it's it's amazing to have a horror film that is a drama with a horror backdrop to it that plays so well because it's like in a lot of those where you have it's amazing that you have a horror movie where the horror comes secondary and in the best way possible, and it still reads as just fucking terrifying like the entire time <laughs> i'm so glad to hear you say that that's ted would i'll tell him you said that he would love to hear that and i that's really cool thank you uh, did, did it help that um larry fessenden worked with him before on we are still here and then kind of had him move over like having a not a veteran 
in his the director style and stuff like that but was it cool having other actors from other like his other films in it with you in the trenches so to speak yeah and i had worked with larry uh sort of not directly but i knew i knew larry i've been to his house a few times um because he was in the ranger and he he helped produce the ranger so um and they had worked Mm -hmm. together and they had you know they had their thing and they invited us all into their you know their sense of humor and it was <laughs> it was cool i knew when i was in it this will never happen again this is like pay attention enjoy this because it'll never happen again oh totally i think that's, I, I get a very i get that feeling every time i watch one of ted's films where it's like it just has this like um it's a great blending of different cinematic things like humor and and just the cinematography and like the acting is so much more elevated i guess would be the best way of putting it than a lot of the other fare that you have during that year so you're just like i don't know for me i'm just like oh goody another one of ted's movies let's do this <laughs> yeah well thank you i i'm honored to be in it and he actually is almost i think he may be done he's got another script mm-hmm. i haven't read it i don't know what it's about but he's very excited about oh it, so. that's awesome that's so cool that makes us excited uh, now, yes. Now, obviously, I don't know a whole lot about it, but you are going to be in an upcoming film from Larry called Blackout. Is that right? Um, yeah, I just, you know, here's what he did. Larry did this, made this film Blackout. And I have to be careful because I don't know what I can and can't say. I can say some <laughs> stuff. Right. Um, it's starring Alex Hurt, who's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the lead character. Um, Barbara Crampton is in it. Basically, Larry called up all his wow. pals. And I have a, I have a, I'm not going to call it a small part. I have a short scene. Mm-hmm. And I had a blast working for Larry. He's so fun to work with, man. He's like, he's like a gorilla filmmaker. He's like, okay, bring the camera in here. We're going to, you know, and you're just, you're just <laughs> so going. Good. It's like he's, it's uh, like he's m- making some smorgasbord dish, you know, pulling ingredients out of the fridge and throwing them on the counter. And, um, yeah, cinematic gumbo. And, yeah, and I've seen the movie now, I think, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it up at the Fantasia Fest. People loved it. He made a few changes um and then i saw it in new york did i see it in new york i saw it somewhere else and um i think people are gonna love it and it's it's a larry movie it's it's a larry fessenden special yeah (laughs) so good oh i love that um that oh no go ahead sorry no i was gonna say that's exciting i know i've heard of some people who saw it at one of the one of the festival runs that it was on and had great things to say so it's been on my radar for a bit now just you know, one of those things anxiously, anxiously waiting for. Yeah, watch out for Alex Hurt, man. He's incredible. Oh, that's so, that's awesome. that's so, so good. Um, all right, so two, just minimal questions before getting to the uh, Brian's other stuff. Um, so for Book of Four or Five, all right, so when I have a two-year-old and I got a four-year-old. So, Congratulations. Thank you. And I know You're that, still in Lego time. I'm so I, sorry. Oh my gosh. I am wearing, like, I'm wearing my Doc Martens around the house all the time because Adele took his one and then I just <laughs> squealed. <laughs> but I think something, um, I think good, bad, otherwise has kind of, it kind of changed a little bit of my internal mechanism. So I'm a little more affected now, obviously, because it hits closer to home when it deals with like stuff with kids. So when, as being a father, when you're taking on a role that has to deal with um, atrocities of war, but in particular, like child death, did it like, 
I mean, obviously, did the did the dam break a little bit when you were kind of getting into that role in that character just because of the content? Listen, I don't want to pimp my kids out, but mm. I'm not going to lie. I used it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when you're a father, you become a little more, it tenderizes you. It yes. does. It just, it has that effect on you. And uh, yes, it hits you harder. It's harder to watch. It's harder to deal with that subject matter. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I also think it makes you better. It makes you deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you an understanding, a way to look at something. And it it gives you a deeper sense of empathy. Oh, totally. No, for 100%. Sure. Uh, all right. So this is just 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 curiosity. I loved Black Mold. Um, when you were Thank playing. You. Okay. So you were talking about a little before. All right. First off, the makeup took how long to do? It took... Uh, the first time we did it, it took four hours, but we got it down to two hours after we started doing it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm rocking the to natural say, version of it. Your beard light. I don't know who you paid for, if it's a filter, if it's just light, <laughs> but this beard light is money. <laughs> I wish the man upstairs had that beard light because it is very good. <laughs> it's that ominous. Yeah. I just have it's this natural French. Fo- it is terrifying. I, I kind of look like the anti-Santa Claus. <laughs> so it's that. <laughs> There's no, the name of perfect. a movie, Anti-Claus. 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 <laughs> Excellent. I think we're on to something. Uh, so that, that your character in Black Mold is incredibly interesting because, I mean, uh, the whole movie in and of itself is very trippy in the fact of, like, not knowing what is real dialogue, what isn't real dialogue. When you were playing this character because I guess it's from the perception of um, uh, our main antagonist uh, or main protagonist, sorry. Uh, did you, were you playing it like her dad the whole time? Did you want to come off like that? Cause the whole time I was like, the reveal is going to be like, it's the dad the entire time because of just like the subtleties in the dialogue that you have with her. Um, or did you have kind of a different state of mind when you were kind of like getting into that character? Cause he's so erratic and so all over the place. Well, thank you for that question. That makes me very happy that you would even ask that. Um, John Potter, the writer director gave us, I think it was a, gave each of us a 15 page kind of, um, pre story about oh, what yeah. happened to our character. And so that really helped me like be in a place for the movie to start. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of questions about his relationship to her, but John would not answer that. He did not want me to know the answer. And I have to tell you that having seen the movie, um, I saw it at Panic Fest. (laughs) Fest. If you've never been, Panic Fest is awesome. You've got to go. It's so cool. Um, The food, the, the, the venues, the people, the movies, it's its fantastic. Um, but I have seen the movie a few times, and every time I see it, I come out thinking something different. Mm-hmm. And so there's, a, there's enough um, ambiguity in the mm-hmm. editing and, yeah. and the writing and how it's shot that, that even a person who's in the movie is able to do that. And that's honest. Like I, I'm, Sometimes I'm like, wait a minute. You know, and I, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give any spoilers away, but yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm really angry at the end of that movie. Yes. <laughs> really angry. Yeah. I think I, th- yeah. I was perplexed. My first viewing of it, I was like perplexed. 
it, but in the best way possible where I was like, what the, who the, huh, what? And then it makes it diving into it. Yeah. I got this sense of like frustration for everyone involved. I think it was just who this like. Who should be in jail, yeah. right? Yes. Who should be in jail? <laughs> yes. Or who should have been in jail? Absolutely. question. Yeah. Oh, so good. So fun. I love it. So. We, we, we've talked about your film work. Uh, you've obviously been in television. You've mentioned theater as well. Do you find that like, I mean, obviously there's probably some sort of difference in how you work within different roles and like kind of like, you know, approach each medium. That's, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in theater, you have more time because, you know, let's say, you know, back when I was living in New York and I was auditioning for a lot of theater, you know, you'd, you'd look at what seasons were being done and what the hot plays were. And maybe you'd seen the play on Broadway or, you know, maybe you knew the playwright from, you know, some connection and you've already read the play. Maybe you've seen the play, maybe you haven't, but mm. you know the play, mm -hmm. right? So then you're going to audition for it. So then you read it two or three times. And then when the audition comes, they give you the sides, the lines that you're going to, you know, the pages that you're going to perform for the casting director and the director. Mm -hmm. And then, then you go and you rehearse the play for, you know, three or four weeks. Yeah. So there's time, there's sure. time to really mine it. The film business is not that way. It is, <laughs> it is fast. You know, I've been, I've been given when I was doing Mr. Robot, I was living in New Jersey at the time and I wanted to go see my old, the guy at my old deli because I had this deli I used to go to. I want to go see Christos Karasakalidis. And so I went to the deli and I'm like, I'm like, hey, Chris, how you doing? And then in the morning, he's like, my boy, you want a crown? And I'm like, I don't need any drinks. I just came to see you. I got a text, hey, Jeremy, sorry. We forgot to give you a, a two-page monologue that you're performing today. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be right there. So I had him email it to me. I get in the car. I'm reading it in the car in my 10-minute drive. I get in the dressing room. I'm slowly dressing while I'm reading the lines. And then you have to perform it. You don't have time. You really don't have time. So you have to be nimble and ready to work in a different way for film. You don't have to work as hard because, you know, you don't have to get that energy to the back row. And you don't have to worry about the stamina of of you know, performing for two or three hours. You don't have yeah. to learn, you know, all of Mark Antony's speeches. Um, right. And you don't have to do it all at once. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to do the whole movie at once. So that's different. Um, but it's a lot faster. So there's, there are, diff there are big differences to the, how you approach it. Oh, for it's a great yeah. question. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I have, I have, I guess, I have theater on the mind. I just went and saw Sweeney Todd on Broadway, which was fantastic. That was a wonderful time. So watching, you know, murders on the stage and everything. And it goes yes. back to Brooklyn Four Five. How we I, we definitely all mentioned this when we covered it on the shows. It felt very much like a, a theater, and we were like, we would love to see this on stage. And how would you like? <laughs> how do you do this on stage? It's been which, suggested, and there are ways you could do it. I believe. I, I mean, it. we were all there for it. We were ready. We're like, whatever they can 100%. do, we want to see this happen. We'll be there. <laughs> be fun. Super fun. Oh, um, do you have? Well, I don't want to hijack your question, but is there like it. a is there like a difference when you're dealing with 
um, say a character where most of the problems are kind of it's in based in reality versus doing say something that is in horror or say something that is in sci-fi do you feel like it's a little more challenging when you're dealing with things that are based out of reality or do you have a little more fun with it is it a little more like sandboxy because it's this huge gray area that you can kind of like <laughs> sculpt your own thing out of you know yeah wow what a that's a great way to pose the, i think the answer is in the question itself when you're dealing in reality-based stuff it's interesting to pay attention to the little details you're given by the other cast and by the set and mm -hmm. perhaps the costume uh and but then when you're uh i guess the extreme would be acting in a green screen or doing a video game or something <laughs> yeah, right. it's all about the world of your imagination so oh. you have to do the the imagination work before you get there so you have yeah choices imagination mm -hmm. choices new worlds you can go into um because the director might say oh i want you to explore this thing and then if you've done the work you can you can go down that road yeah, yeah. you know or sometimes you have to invent it you know in the moment um so yeah they're both really interesting they're both they both use imagination but in a completely different way oh that's super cool yeah I, oh, I'll hijack one of yours, Ross. Here, sweet. Thinking in the, you know, the future, the could be's. You guys are subtling each other. You're subtling <laughs> questions from each other. That's what we do. We do this all the time. Spot it right away. We, we have this finite script. We're like, we're going to be asking this one, this one, we're and the be, second we get into it, this. we're just cherry picking each other's stuff left and right. <laughs> I'm going to shuttle 19, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. You shuttle you six, I'm shuttling 19. This one right now. <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. You see, he gets us. Mm -hmm. Is there a, I guess, a dream franchise or universe that you would love to get in and explore? Uh, Horror-wise, sci-fi, anything like that. And I've been I guess... trying to get Jen to make the Ranger 2 for four oh. years. I mean, I'm there. that would be so yeah. fun. Um, I actually have, I'll answer that in two ways. I have a script that's gone to producers that, that, um, that a friend of mine wrote that I helped him with the story. Um, and if it goes, it could be a, a thing and it's super cool. Can't say too much about it, except that it does involve the idea that we are not alone. I'll just oh, say that. Uh -huh, right. Yeah, I mean, but it's <laughs> super grounded in reality, and it's and uh, it's it's super fun. I'd love to see something like that. Um, I love science, and uh, I love history. So anything with mm. science and history, I was a history minor in college. So anything with those subjects that also has sort of genre flavors, mm -hmm. count me in. That's awesome. Awesome. Now, would you, I guess this might be hard to figure out. Would do you prefer, or would you prefer to play the oh, antagonist? Oh, I'm sorry. I have one other answer. I'm sorry. I have one other oh, answer. Oh, please. If they ever yeah, do please. a reboot of the Rockford files, I would love to reprise uh, James Garner's <laughs> role. Oh, that's awesome. God, I would love to see that. Holy shit. <laughs> Down the universe. Get it out there. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, so do you fun. prefer antagonist, protagonist? Is there any like one that's more fun to play, maybe? Uh I think 
tonight I'm feeling like my answer is antagonist. No, okay. my answer would always be antagonist. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're always more fun. Oh, they're always oh. more fun. I'm Mixing sure. the pot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't get to be usually number one on the call sheet. Um, but you do get to have more fun and, you know, dying is always fun. It's fun to die on screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of rehearse how you're going to do it when it really comes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, if you can throw a protagonist in every once in a while, I just love being on set. I love the movie business. Um, I love the, the camaraderie you gain with the, the crew and the people that you're in a hotel with somewhere and, um, all those little things, learning about people's lives that live somewhere else, um, learning about the characters you're playing, learning different parts of humanity. To me, that's where it's at. And I, I just, I want to be, I want to be with my family, but I also want to be on set. Oh, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It's that, I guess, charisma that you have, or chemistry that you have with the, the the set and the crew, I mean, it translates to the roles that you play on screen because mm-hmm. for me, at least anyways, my first real intro into noticing you was from Brooklyn 4-5 and then from there I was ready to go and revisit everything because of the, I don't know, the performance that you brought to it, so... Thank I you know, for I just wanted to dote algorithms. a little bit on you. I kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, boost, boost a little bit here. Thank you so much. Sprinkle that in. <laughs> is there a um, is there a particular kind of um? Because you've acted in a lot of different genres. Is there one that you like or prefer to work in over others, or you kind of do, or do you like having being a um? Cause you're very eclectic as in like you've, you've done stuff in a lot of different genres. Do you like that um, broad range or are there other, like, is there a specific one that you're like, man, that's, I really like acting in these kinds there's, of, you know, there's some that I, that I hadn't done. I, I auditioned for a show called the Gilded Age, which mm-hmm. is an HBO show, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I was so hoping to get that part um, because it's sort of, it's a different style of acting. It's heightened, but it's, you know, you get to wear all these fantastic costumes. Yeah. Um, but yes, variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. Um, episodic television is a lot of fun because they have the money to play around. Um, I did a, an FBI international in Budapest a couple of years ago and just being in a foreign city, making a TV show is so fun. I, I always awesome. just try to find something fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I did a scene once in Coney Island. God, what a great, <laughs> that's so great. You're on set and you're in Coney Island. Coney Island, hang it out. Looking at shoot, what is that game they have there? Shoot the Freak? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Oh, that's I so love good. it. Actually, yeah. this leads in perfectly to the next question. So if, you, all right, so, if you could do a limited series or a television series based off one of the horror films that you've been in, which which one would you want to like really explore that universe? Oh, God. oh, oh, that's a great. That's one of the best questions I've ever, ever, ever been asked. Um, okay, it's like a game show. I got to come up with the answer. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say the Ranger. Let's figure out where he came from. Let's figure out where he's headed. Going to be the Ranger. And if not the Ranger, then the man upstairs. I'd like to go back, sketch his pre-story, the time he was in the hospital, because I think he was in the Mm -hmm. hospital for a while. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. he was 
working in the lab because I yeah. think he's probably working in a lab somewhere. You know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Oh, God, a Ranger series would be so I'm mm, here that would be so good. Yeah, let's bring it. You know how much of the environment I'd like to protect? <laughs> there's so much out there to protect there's so, there's so, so much being done exactly. exactly noise pollution you know, <laughs> oh camps dropping candy wrappers in the water and then a canoe comes into screen and you see the ranger's hand pick up a wrapper out of the water i mean you know oh, it's the bottom right so itself. Good. Yeah, it does <laughs> yeah <laughs> has you found one genre more challenging than the other to work in um episodic tv is is challenging because okay you're you know if you're a guest star which is you know i've been i've been recurrings but it's basically the same as being a guest star Mm -hmm. um the pressure to produce is pretty high and to produce at a you know you don't want to have too many takes that aren't good. You want to be, you want to have a hundred percent good takes sure. if you can. And so the pressure there is, it's not a high wire, but it's sort of like a high wire. You want to be, and you, you know, you want to be prepared. And a lot of times you don't have a lot of time or a lot of sleep, right? Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it, it's, but the reward is there. And, you know, a lot of people see it. It has a lot of eyeballs. People get to see your work. Yeah. So it's very rewarding in that way. Yeah, sure. So are you still doing stage acting stuff? I mean, we've mentioned it plenty, but. I haven't done anything on stage for, for I think seven years now. Mm, And, um, you know, I get asked every once in a while to go, but I have two, I have two daughters and I can, Mm -hmm. you know, I can be away for a month doing a play, but I are doing a movie rather, but I can't be away for six months or whatever doing a play yeah no, that makes two sense. months would be tough i, mm-hmm. I just can't they're 11 13 they're too young yeah maybe someday down the line i will but um plus i want to stay married and my wife would, would not <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah, totally understandable totally understandable mm-hmm. it's too, too tough for one parent to do that for that long yeah yeah well then have you ever thought about doing anything behind the camera in that instance writing directing well yeah, I think I'm. I'm. There may be some directing in my future. Yes. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, that's. <laughs> is there a particular? Is there kind of a? Um, would you want to direct horror films, or is there kind of a particular? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought I knew the answer, but I figured I'd ask it. I, in <laughs> fact, I, I. I don't think I want to direct films that don't have that flavor. Yeah. I, I sure. don't know why. I, I just I wouldn't want to. Because what I love about it is I love the ethos of the people who want to work on those movies. Oh, yeah. They, they come mm-hmm. to play. They want to work for 16 hours. They love the effects, the makeup, the lighting, the story. Like, they love it. You know? <laughs> yes. Nobody's coming there just to get a to get a paycheck. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool. It's really it's amazing when you have a group of people that it's a passion project for everyone involved. Right. That's true. Yeah. It's and really I think that happens things. more often um in in genre stuff. At least that's my experience. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean all, all the gooey stuff. That's the fun stuff to see. And yeah, <laughs> people get excited about it. Yeah, I want to work around that. Do you have any I guess do you have any hobbies besides 
What yeah, man. I, um, what else do you like to do? Well, it's kind of sad. I'm a I'm a beekeeper. I have uh, some bees that I keep, but mm-hmm. it's really tough, right? Especially in Vermont, uh, the mortality rate is fifty percent. So oh, most wow. beekeepers in Vermont are losing half their hives every year, and it's because of all the pesticides. You know, they're most of the this minutia that you probably don't care about, but most of the corn seeds that farmers mm-hmm. buy already have a pesticide in them when they're planted and every seed has that and everybody buys those seeds because they're the cheap seeds Mm -hmm. and those pesticides weaken bees and then this thing called the varroa mite will finish them off they're not strong enough to resist this varroa mite so i don't know how many of we had four hives going into the fall and i think we've lost we might have lost all of them oh wow yeah but it's a super fun hobby they're amazing creatures and the honey's good and it's fun to, you know, harvest with my daughters and my wife. And it's a great, a great hobby. And then my wife has a chocolate shop. Um, oh, wow. Love dairy chocolate awesome. VT. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's fun to taste her creations and um, I kind of help out there sometimes. That's fun. Oh, that's all. That's so that's all, I'm, <laughs> I'm into both those things, bees and chocolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, that, together? That, that's awesome. Toge- to yeah. Together. Why not? Yeah. She sells a thing called a honey sponge, which is so good. It's like, it's like a honey brittle, mm-hmm. and then it's covered in uh, dark chocolate and ooh. topped off with bee pollen. Mm, mm, oh, mm. ooh, oh! Ross, I'll make a trip. I'll get some for us. I'll send it out. Perfect. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So one thing I wanted to ask because we do have some people out here that want to dabble, get into acting, maybe, and all that stuff. What is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you were starting out that maybe some advice you could give um you know i got the advice and i should have taken it more to heart but my brother's an artist and when i was 18 i remember saying jeff what should i do and he said just act and what Mm. he was saying was anywhere anytime do it and learn from it but i would caveat that and i would say act with the best people you can possibly act with, even if it's the smallest part mm-hmm. and do everything. Like if you, if you have a chance to intern on set or to um, work backstage, help build a set. If you have a chance to work in a casting room, anything you can do where you can learn by watching people um, who are, who know how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you learn. And then by doing it, of course, but that's how you get Absolutely. into it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the next thing I got are the rapid fires, Ross. I don't know if you have anything you want to. <laughs> I... Should I stretch? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> nothing too crazy. It's, it's, it's our first attempt at something like this. So you're do, a guinea pig. <laughs> I do have. Okay. So I do have one. Okay. Because we did talk about our love of special effects and um, just the goo in films. So when <laughs> in Brooklyn four or five. When the prop of Larry is just continuously hitting oh, yeah, that that's... hardwood table, how many takes was that? Did you guys have like Gallagher splash guards when you guys were off camera? I mean, like it seemed Great amazing question. just to be a part of that um, because it goes no. it goes to a level and then gets gooier and then you're like, oh okay, and then it gets gooier and you're like, whoa, and then his head splits it. it the whole sequence was just insane. Um, so that was shot in different 
times. Okay. So we did a cast shoot with Larry in the top of the scene. Mm -hmm. And then we did, then Larry came in and shot just with himself and the special effects people Okay. for mm -hmm. like six hours. And then we came back with the cast and a dummy okay. and did the rest of it. So, so there's different levels of goo based on where you are in the <laughs> scene. Where you were in the, yeah. 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 And then of course, th then it comes back again at the end when we're trying to leave and he starts talking again. <laughs> <laughs> and it was as creepy there in the room as it was watching it. I can only oh, imagine. Awesome. So creepy. <laughs> And funny too, because sometimes we'd go and we'd talk to the wound and, you know, hey, Larry, how's it going? So we would bring over, you know, to the doll. Yeah. So bring over, it's like, hey, do you want some Coke, Larry? Do you need a sandwich? <laughs> hey, no, get, yeah, get the first aid kit in here. I think he's bleeding again. He's bleeding out a little bit. <laughs> so a sponge. Oh great. People were having fun with that. Oh, that's so that's amazing. I love the special effects. It's okay. Yeah. So here we go. Classic okay, monsters. Ready. Or modern slashers? Can you repeat the question? What's the first part? Monsters. Classic monsters? Like, yeah. Like jump scares or psychological horror? Psychological horror. Found footage or traditional narrative? I hate found footage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so very easy. I'm going to get people to hate me right now. I can't stand the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> that's okay. Like that's, no, okay. It's, it's, it's okay. You get a pass from me. Haunted houses <laughs> or isolated cabins? I, uh, isolated cabins. Ooh, gore yeah. or suspense? Suspenseful gore. Ah, I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Supernatural creatures or human villains? Human villains. Mm -hmm. Zombies or vampires? Zombies. Uh, slashers or ghosts? Slashers. Creepy children or possessed adults? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize that was on here, too. That was great. Possessed adults. Nice. Creepy dolls or sinister clowns? Sinister clowns. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Freddy or Jason? Freddy. Nice. Mike Myers or Leatherface? Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Pennywise or Chucky? <laughs> Stitches. <laughs> Stitches. <laughs> if you haven't seen Stitches, you need to see Stitches. It's so I will put viewers, that word, like yeah. listeners, anything that's dropping in your ear holes right now, you need to watch Stitches. It's just so ridiculous and amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Couple more real quick. Hannibal Lecter or Norman Bates? Hannibal Lecter. Nice. Ghostface or Jigsaw? Jigsaw. Ooh. Nice. Uh, the Grudge or The Ring? The Ring. And here we go. Pinhead or Candyman? Candyman. Nice. For that's me, that's it. That's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Candyman is just yeah, so... I mean, mm. Those wow. are two series that I really just need to read. That was fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we tried setting it up where it's, it's just scary. very top of the dome, so it's kind of more of that exactly. just like... Yeah, that's yeah, great. Spring it off. Awesome. I'm glad you had fun with that. Now, I mean, I guess at this point, are there anything upcoming that you want to talk about, anything to promote? Um, 
I don't know if I can talk about any. There's a movie that's that we're still filming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm wrapped in it, but it's um it's called Lady of the Lake. Um, it's a ghost story, super fun. Nice. Uh, Gia Krovachin is in it, and she's amazing. And Jeff Ayers, and uh, it's by my my friend Abby Brinker, who's on another podcast called the Lunatics Podcast, which is friggin' great. Um, they're sort of a historic take on on scary mm. stories. Oh, um, cool. So she wrote it, and it's great. Um, so I have that coming, and I have I have two other movies that are coming out this year, but I'm not. I'm not free to say anything about them yet, but one of them else I can see is a Christmas movie, but it's, awesome. you wouldn't find it on Lifetime. I'll just say that. <laughs> and okay. the other one is a comedy, uh, not a horror movie, a comedy, but you also wouldn't find it on Lifetime. It's going to be like, uh, it's a little, the, the language is too raunchy for it to be anywhere, but like, you know, stars or HBO or somewhere oh, like that. Nice. So, Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's well, yeah. we'll be looking for um for sure. I hope everyone else there checks it out. Um, Ross, do you have any final thoughts for the evening? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a huge thank you for coming on mm. to the podcast to be interviewed. This was uh, anytime. This was guys, a I had a blast. This is so Thanks much fun. Thanks so much. I had a blast. <laughs> we, yeah. we definitely had a great time. This was so cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have to bring you back on for one of our full episodes. That'd be fun, and uh, Talk the next stitches. time I, I I have a movie, I'd love to I'd love to get your your take on it. Oh my god, we would love be, to. Oh, anytime. Cool. Literally morning, exactly. noon, or night. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, guys. Right. Have, have a have a great night. All right, thanks so much. <laughs> thank All you. Right. All right, everyone, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here for tonight. So thank you, and until next time, avoid the time loop. Woo!